What's up guys? Welcome back to Live with Lexi Howell. If it is your first time, my name is Lexi Howell and I get the opportunity to hang out with some cool people each and every episode to talk about the Lord and what he's doing in our life. And this episode is no different. I've got some pretty cool guests, I would say, but I'm not going to hype them up too much because... We can't do that here, but I'm so excited to have a conversation with you guys and with my special guests. Please help me welcome Isaac Flynn and Peter Adam Thompson. Yeah, full Woo-hoo. name, full name. <laughs> full name for sure. Yeah. All, All right, so um, <laughs> y'all, these guys right here, I get to serve with week in and week out, which I'm super grateful for. I get a headache because of, um, but my heart is glad that I get to hang out with these guys um, as we serve the youth and lead them more uh, towards Jesus. And so today is no different than any other episode. We're just going to talk about Jesus. Specifically, our topic is um, living for Jesus at such a young age. So I'm 22. How old are you? 19. 25. I feel old. <laughs> yes, you are. He should feel a little <laughs> old. No, <laughs> but yeah, so we're in our 20s ish. Um, and living for the Lord is something that I feel like a lot of times is a very difficult journey. Um, and it's unique for everyone. And so today we're just really going to talk about our own personal stories so that you can be encouraged um, in your life, whatever age that you may be in. So before we start, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to um, talk about your goodness and to share our story because your word says that the enemy is defeated by the blood of the lamb, the sacrifice of your son, Jesus, but also by the word of our testimony. I pray, Lord, that um, the story that you have written in our lives brings you glory and brings encouragement to others, including ourselves. May you be honored, lifted high and glorified as you rightfully deserve. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, boys, I've got a few questions for y'all. Y'all ready? Mm-hmm. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> All right, first question. It's an easy question. At least it should be. But what led you to accept Jesus? Hmm. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> sorry, I, I grew up in church. Um, so as long as I can remember, I've, I've been um, in church on Sundays, Wednesdays, and even other days of the week, Friday, Thursday, I mean, just like I was here every single day, the door, the doors were open. Yeah. Um, and so there was never really a time that Jesus wasn't a part of my life. Um, but what, what really got me to accept him and really live for him is um, probably narrow road tour. There was, mm. um, for those of you that don't know, probably most of you won't. There was a youth trip that we took um, that was a really, really big trip, and it was sort of like a, uh, I don't know. Like it was a, like a mission trip, yeah. but like an in-state mission trip, you yeah. know? Like, and also, but there was like some fun like youth oh, sure. camp yeah. stuff like mixed in. Yeah. Um, and so it was awesome because you really got to have fun with the your peers and your leaders, but you also got to serve and like get down in the dirt and dig trenches and literally um yeah in the rain that was it was crazy um but that was I just remember like we had got to the end of that week and I just remember experiencing like 
so much genuine love and just really experiencing Christ through the leaders and through my peers and thinking, man, I want that. I don't want this fake, phony Christian life that I've been living since I was like five, you know. Um, I really, really want the Lord. And so that's what um, called me, I I guess, like the first time that I heard the Lord clearly to accept him. That's so good. No, it's so true. Narrow tour was so fun. Awesome. So crazy. One of those where like you're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go to camp. Can't wait to hang out with my friends. Can't mm-hmm. wait to, you know, like serve. Even like it was exciting to go and serve, you know, yeah. wherever we were to go. But afterwards, you were wiped out. Like yeah, tired. Really tired. It was you got in late, probably what, that Sunday night. Like it was it was pretty crazy. One of the most favorite experiences I've ever had. So that's really cool that that's your story. Oh, yeah. What so about crazy. You? I can't, <laughs> can't relate. Definitely can relate to that. Definitely was there for all of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. All I remember you. Background, mm-hmm. definitely. <laughs> no. Um, my story is like kind of similar, a, a little different. Uh, I grew up in church in New York. Um, basically, the same church my whole life, a pretty conservative church. Um, I was probably about 15 when I seriously made the decision that I wanted to give my life to Christ. I was at a winter camp that nobody here or listening will probably be able to relate to uh, called Word of Life Snow Camp. And um, we went up and had like an altar call moment and that's when I dedicated my life to the Lord, I would say seriously. Um, But then... You know, I became a teenager who could drive and make my own decisions, Mm -hmm. and I did what most people do when they grow up in church their whole life, and kind of strayed away from my faith for a while, and turned into a party animal, and spent from probably the ages of 18 to 23 not really practicing any kind of faith. I still believed in Jesus, and I knew what I was doing probably wasn't right, Mm -hmm. but... I wasn't attending church. I wasn't doing anything. It wasn't really until Temple Wilson came to be that I got back into my faith and yeah. then rededicated my life. And then Kevin wouldn't stop annoying me. And Shout out to K.O. for sure. Serve with the youth. And then, yeah. yeah, you know, it all kind of snowballed from there. And now it's like I can't imagine not doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love that. I think for me, um, Narrow Road Tour was very influential in my life. Um, and just one of those things where like, you can have fun at a, you know, like at a camp for Jesus, like, you know, um, and it's such a cool thing, but the things that I use now to share Jesus and to live for Jesus, I learned at narrow road tour. Um, but like you said, there are moments throughout this journey in my teenage years. And even now in my twenties where like, I know I shouldn't be doing some things that the Lord's working on. Um, And that's the beauty of the Lord, right? To be on this journey with us. Uh, My story is kind of similar. Um, I accepted Jesus when I was 12. I was at um, the church where we had near a road tour. And in my home, in the den, I was holding the hands of my family. I had texted my mom actually like a few hours beforehand. I was like, hey, I want to accept Jesus on my BlackBerry phone, y'all. Like it was was a really good thing. So I was like, hey, like I want to accept Jesus. And um, 
in the next few moments, mom got up. She was like, Lex wants to accept Jesus. We got in a circle and she led me to the throne room. Um, and from there in sixth grade, seventh grade, I came to know the Lord. And this journey hasn't been easy. Let's be real. Uh, but it has been beautiful because we get to hold hands with the maker of the universe. So, um, so cool to hear y'all's story and just where you are even now. Now let's get to the real stuff, right? Oh, yeah. So we talked about, you know, it's good. We're living for the Lord. It's a beautiful thing. And it really is. But there are some challenges in anything, in any relationship, any friendship, and especially in your faith in the Lord. So what yeah. challenges have you guys experienced that um, throughout this journey with the Lord? That could be loss of friends. That could be fear. That can be rebellion. You talked about that, right? You strayed away from the Lord for a little bit. Um, so what have you encountered? so far mm -hmm. in your journey with Jesus that has been like a little challenging. <laughs> yeah. So, so she texted us the questions uh, a while ago and mm -hmm. she sent that list of like, just some examples like rebellion, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I was like, can we just check Mark like every single <laughs> one of those? <laughs> um, no, but I think, I don't know. There, there has been, I've lost so many friends. Like mm -hmm. I can remember I had, I used to know the, the entire school, like my entire school. And then, like, I just, I didn't, I don't know, I didn't want to be friends with them anymore whenever I came to know Christ because I was like, I don't like who I am when I'm around them. Mm. Um, and then I became homeschooled and that was a whole nother story. But, um, and I mean, I've had my times of rebellion where I like, I was like, man, I'm, I'm mad at my parents and I'm mad at God and, and like all this, and I'm just going to do my own thing. Like, mm -hmm. I'm so tired of following Christ and um, but I think the biggest thing for me, especially now, is comparison. Mm. Like, especially, like, I'm in the Christian school realm, you yeah. know, the Christian college and worship realm. And, and it's so easy to fall in the trap of mm -hmm. comparison. Yeah. And I think that's something that I've fallen into my entire life. And it's so hard because there's always somebody that's going to be better than you. And yeah. there's always somebody that's going to be below you. And so yeah. it's so easy to be like, oh, I'm better than them mm -hmm. or, oh, they're better than me, you know? Right. And that's that's really, really bad because it becomes so about me mm. and about I'm better or I'm yeah. worse yeah. and not about, Lord, what are you doing through me? That's good. And, and so that's, I think, the biggest thing that I've been struggling with, especially now, is to to kind of blind myself to others mm -hmm. and say not in the sense that like I'm not caring for them right. but in the sense that like okay I'm going to focus on what is God doing in my life mm -hmm. and how can I speak into somebody else mm -hmm. not how can can I relate to them and right. and comparing them and um so that's a, the biggest challenge right now in my faith yeah that's really good though and I relate to that um because I think that's a common thing, right? Where you look to people to your left and to your right, and it could be out of admiration, right? Like you just mm -hmm. really respect the people that you're um, walking this life with, or you see people and that are pastors and leaders in the faith, and you're like, wow, that's really cool what they do, or I love how they lead people into worship. But what can often happen is that comparison, and it starts small, you know, um, but then it festers. And then if it's not checked with the Lord's help, it begins to overrule you. And I have found that in my life as well. Um, I am no worship person. I do not sing. I, no, that's not me. Do you bust out the tamarind? Uh, if I could figure out how to play it, I might just, you know, do a little something. But I don't do that. Um, but in the things that I do get to do, I totally relate to that. You know, it is a, it's a tough thing. And I think it's 
It's an unhealthy habit, which is something that I feel like we have had to learn. I have had to learn in my walk with the Lord is that the minute that I accepted Jesus, I wasn't perfect, won't be perfect. And there's no, like the Lord didn't ask me to be perfect. He just asked me to be present and to be present and to be perfect are two different things. To be present is to say, you are perfection, Lord. I'm not. Let's just do this Mm -hmm. thing together. Perfection is like, I don't need you, Lord. I've got it already. You know what I mean? Um, And so this is where comparison comes in when we just understand like our inadequacy compared to his full beauty. There is greatness in that. Um, So I think that's really great. Peter? It looks like she's about to start preaching. I had to stop. I just just (laughs) was like, let me just go ahead and go to Peter. Go ahead. Uh, Oh, man. I mean, I would say right now I'm walking through a pretty hard season of my faith because I've hit a point where I stumbled and it would be easier for a lot of people to just kind of, you know, take their ball and go home kind of like, um, obviously I've had to take a step back from some things and Mm -hmm. I'm working through some stuff right now and counseling and stuff like that. And like, it would be easier for me to just go and I could go find a million churches who need people to serve at and Mm -hmm. no one would know what I did or anything like that. But, um, this season that I'm walking through now of trying to, like, get back into a real relationship that's, like, 100% genuine yeah. and growing in depth and character and not just being sh- a shallow Christian, yeah. I think that is really, like, the hardest season of faith right now for mm-hmm. me. Um, just personally, you know. Yeah. Not everybody's going to be able to relate to that, right. but... The question wasn't, what are you doing that people are going to relate to? Yeah, absolutely. It's like, what are the challenges that you're facing? And something that you mentioned, and this has been, if you ask me what my favorite verse is, I would say 1 Peter 5, 9. I can't quote it to you perfectly, but there is a part in the seasons of my life when I was struggling in my sin. And I was like, is anybody else struggling out here? Because I'm trying to live for Jesus, but your girl is having trouble, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, how the Lord, the beauty of him, uh, led me to first Peter five, nine. Most people know first Peter five, seven, which is cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. I go down a little bit, right? I go to first Peter five, nine. And essentially what it says is that there are other believers around the world suffering in the same way you are. Right. And so there was encouragement for the people back then in time when this book was written, but it's encouragement for me here and now to know like, okay, there's other people struggling with comparison. There's other people struggling with depth in the Lord. You know, they don't want to be shallow Christians anymore. So that for me is something that the Holy Spirit often reminds me of in those challenges when I'm walking with him. It's like, no, there's other people going through this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And will I ever meet them? That's not to say, I don't know, but I do know that it's not just me struggling in the way that I am and the Lord hasn't abandoned me, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. and so I think knowing the truth of the Lord's word is so impactful to help you through these challenges because these challenges are inevitable. You know what I mean? Like you're going to struggle. And Pastor Rodney actually said this. He was like, you can struggle and still love Jesus. And that quote alone freed me in a way that I didn't even know that I was like bound by any, any lie. Um, just to know like, wait, like I can, struggle because I do and still pursue the Lord. Yes, absolutely. If you look at people from the beginning to the end of the Bible, they struggled in some way. And so I think it's encouragement for you and your battle of the struggle, but also for us and our battle with the comparison and just whatever struggle you guys may be going through right now as a believer in the faith. It is something that is uh, common and it will happen. 
um, but it's not new to the Lord. So he knows how to handle it. And that is the greatness of our God, right? That he understands how to help us in our weakness and struggles. So, um, yeah. And well, assuming from that real quick, I just yeah, wanted sure. to, uh, something that I've also learned um, specifically in that realm is you don't have to, because I, I have friends that are, that I was friends with before mm-hmm. I came to know Christ and, and they're still really good friends, yeah. but they're, you know, maybe not church approved, I guess you could right. say. Um, but learning that like, Hey, it's okay if they're not perfect. Yeah. It just getting them to church, just oh, sharing absolutely. Christ with yeah. them, you know, like they don't have to be perfect for you to be like, okay, well, we're going to play basketball with a group of guys that are Christians mm-hmm. and, and do love the Lord and bringing some some people in that aren't, that don't yeah. love the Lord, that right. aren't living for the Lord yeah. in and not being ashamed of like, oh man, don't like, you know, like trying to clean them up yeah, and get them sure. like surface clean. But, yeah. um, and so that's, that's one thing that I've learned is just loving my friends and bringing them in mm-hmm. regardless of where they're at. That's good. That's so good. And I think that's really important, right? Something that I've had to learn as well. Don't do it mm-hmm. perfectly, but it's like, okay, my friend group doesn't just have to be blood-bought, you know, mm-hmm. redeemed saints, right? It can be broken people, which is everybody. Um, and so I think that's important, right? Because if we're not here to welcome the lost, what, why are we even proclaiming the name of yeah. Jesus? What did he do? He went after the lost. Like he left the 99 for the one. We were that one at one time. And so we have those ones in our friend group, in our family group, um, in the people that we pass by. And if we're just so stuck in like, Oh, they've got to like are you saved like are you yeah. are you do you live for the lord do you love him because if you don't like you can't hang with me yeah. no like we want to make sure that the people that we have around us we don't fall into the same same temptations that they're bound by but we do want to lead them and love them like the lord desires for them to be loved and that's different for everybody what does that look like um it just depends on the circumstance and the situation at hand so playing basketball with both believers and non-believers it's beautiful. It's amazing, right? Because there's no discrimination in basketball, first of all, with that situation. But also the Lord does not discriminate. Like he has this heart for people. And if he's created you, which is everyone here on earth, then he has a heart for you. And so we should as well. Any other thoughts? Mm-hmm. No? All right. Last question, y'all, is, is life worth living for Jesus? We've talked about the challenges. We've talked about the struggles. But... At the age that you are now and what you know about the Lord now and knowing the challenges that come with life with the Lord, is it worth living for him? Mm, yeah. And why? That's a, that's a really hard question, but I think it's a really important question because until you've, until you've answered, is this really worth it, then you're not really going to be living for yeah, Christ. Right. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to be like fully bought in until you've like really thought through, okay, Jesus is worth my entire life. Right, yeah. Like, like otherwise, you're just going to be kind of like halfway going yeah. through. Um, and and so, I, I mean, obviously, like, I would answer yes, but I don't want to just give, like, a Sunday school answer, like, yeah, Jesus is worth it, you know, right. like, because it's hard. Like, it's really yeah. hard to live for Christ. And But I think the big thing to remember is that we're not living for now mm. and here. Yeah. Because there's so many, there's so many people, especially, like, like preachers that are really big right now. And they're like, well, if you follow Jesus, then this happens. And Mm -hmm. it's like this whole equation to where like you get blessings and you like benefit. And, and it's like, actually, even if I don't benefit, 
for the next 200 years if I live that long, yeah. then it's still worth it because right. he he's worth it. Right. And, and I'm not living for this world. I'm living for eternity That's after good. that. And, and it's infinitely bigger than 200, 1,000 years even. Yeah. Um, and so I think when answering that question, you really have to consider like, how long is my life mm-hmm. and how long is the next person's life yeah. com- in comparison to all of eternity, yeah. like completely forever with him. Um, and I think that's, that's the really big like core of this question. Yeah, that's really good. I really appreciate that and relate to that for sure. I think there's a lot of people, um, when you lead someone to the Lord, right. And you're like, Hey, like this is the best decision that you're ever going to make. And that mm-hmm. is the honest truth. It's the best decision to live for Jesus. However, um, something that my family and I established very quickly as we've been able to lead people to the Lord is that it's not going to be easy. We make sure that we let them know, like from this day forward, it's not that's going to be rainbows and unicorns and you're not going to have $5 million in your bank account. You know, it's not instant like that because that's not how the Lord works. He's here for relationship, not just to like pour out blessings so that you can just benefit here and now. Like it's for him. Um, and so be mindful of that, even in your faith, as you're growing in the Lord and as you're leading people into the Lord to let them know that this journey is not easy. You know, it's not always pretty, but it is worth it because he's worth it. As you said, Pete. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely piggyback off that answer. Um, I remember I saw pastor Tim Summers from Elevation yeah. give a, uh, an illustration one time he had this long rope it was probably like 30 feet of rope and like this much of it was red and he's like the red on this rope represents your life on earth mm. and then everything else represents your life after yeah. and you could choose what you do with that and all you have is this little bit of time mm-hmm. to make that decision of what all this is going to look like afterwards wow. and um i don't know i just feel like like living for Jesus is it's hard but like I said earlier I can't imagine anything else at yeah. this point like Absolutely. I don't my life is literally like I talk to people all day and it's just like church conversations oh, it's sure. so nerdy yeah but it's like literally hard to put in words like you just know like yeah. when you know you know yeah it's worth it oh, that's so good that's so good I feel like it reminds me of the verse where it talks about taste and see that the Lord is good, like the joy that you find in that. And I feel like because we've tasted and seen the Lord's goodness, it's like everything else is secondary. You know what I mean? Like now that I've tasted and seen his love for me to go for things that is not that, I don't want it. Now, do we try? Do we try to go for some things, you know, some people, some circumstances where it's like, you know, I might try it, you know. Um, But to taste and see and to know the Lord's love for us and to have worship music that propels us to his throne room, to have the opportunity in prayer to sit at his feet. These things that we get to encounter day in and day out, it's like, man, this is worth it. And I'm not going to go back to something that doesn't reflect his beauty. Now we may stumble and struggle along the way because again, that's inevitable, but um, the goal uh, is to live for Jesus and what that looks like for everyone is different. Um, and so I appreciate y'all sharing your stories, sharing your heart. This is a question that I didn't put y'all ready, uh, but it's not, it's not a bad cool. question. What advice would you give, um, 
anyone who is just starting out in this journey with the Lord or maybe is struggling in their journey with the Lord because we're talking about the real conversation of life with the Lord at a young age. There's a lot of temptations. There's a lot of struggles. There's a lot of different things that catch your eye that you want attention for. Like you want all of these things. What would you say to someone that's like, oh, I'm going to need some assistance? Mm. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is making time for the Lord. Mm. Like, like you can't, you can't really live for somebody that you don't know, mm, you know? That's good. And, I mean, whether that's, like, just, like, 10 minutes of, of prayer that morning yeah. or or maybe you just, like, sit in silence for, mm-hmm. for just a couple minutes or you read a couple verses even if, if you don't yeah. have time to read a chapter, you know? Like, you'll eventually, if you continue, if you really, like, are disciplined and you yeah. say, I'm going to spend time with the Lord no yeah. matter like, even if I don't feel him, even if I don't hear him, right. like, I'm just going to take time every single day, mm-hmm. um, you'll eventually work work your way up to, it'll feel weird when you Not, don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, sure. like, it's like, I haven't done something today, and it'll click, and you'll yeah. be like, I haven't spent time with the Lord. Yeah. Like, I haven't read, I haven't, I haven't prayed, I haven't yeah. just sat in, like, his presence with mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. And and so I think that's the biggest thing, because today, it's, it's so easy to get caught up in everything else that's going on, you know? Like, yeah. And... So I, I would say that just, just make time for the Lord, whatever that looks like. Yeah, that's so good, though. And one of the things that I do, like the practicality of a relationship with the Lord is very beautiful and something that we should step into. A lot of times you can take the relationship with the Lord and make it a religion, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like just this over the top, you're too, you have to be too holy to yeah. pray or like you have to have it all together to meet with him practically speaking, and you mentioned it, is making room for him. What does that look mm-hmm. like? It's different for everyone, but 10 minutes, simple, like simple as that, making 10 minutes with the Lord sitting at his feet or listening to worship music or instead of um, listening to songs on your way to work or you're on your way to school, you cut the radio off and it's just you and the Lord. You don't have to say anything. See if he says something. Um, but it is important that we discipline ourselves to meet with the Lord daily. Um, there's the Version Bible app. There are uh, churches around you that you can find things um, to incorporate the Lord into your day to day because without him, why are we living? Um, and I've said it to people all the time. There's a difference between living and breathing. To breathe is to take in air occasionally. To live is actually to live for the Lord, who is the giver of the breath that we breathe. So to make time for him is actually life giving and it's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would just say, like, there's going to be mountaintop moments. Yeah. And there's going to be moments where it feels like you're laying on the valley floor, Mm. six feet deep in the valley floor, probably. Yeah. And those moments aren't necessarily your fault. Mm. Like, they just happen sometimes. Yeah. Um, But if you just lean into the Lord and surround yourself with a good community of people Mm -hmm. that you can turn to in those moments and they can have accountability for you and stuff like that, then you're set because yeah. even though those valley moments may feel like a lifetime there's a light at the end of the tunnel as yeah. soon as you have that stuff and um they don't last so yeah. don't don't act like oh no this is the end of the world right. and why am i doing this and you know run away because that's that's dumb for sure yeah for sure no, I totally agree with both of y'all. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with me and yes, sharing man. your hearts yeah. with me. 50 likes and we'll do a second episode. 100 likes and we'll start a youth podcast. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
anyway. <laughs> Thank you all so much. <laughs> get out. Thank you all so much for being on the podcast. I appreciate it. And thank you all for listening. I will see you all in the next episode. Bye. I'm going to go eat some crumble cookies now. Oh, my Heck yeah. <laughs>